Good morning and welcome. I'm so glad that you're all joining us this morning for our first webinar series of 2022, A Professor's Guide to Protecting Retirement Wealth. And not only is this our first webinar series of 2022, this is our first ever webinar series specifically designed for university faculty. So I'm really excited to get started this morning and I hope everyone else who's here is excited to get started as well. I am Erica Hubbard. I'm the Content Marketing Manager at Lang Financial Group, and I'll also be the host of this morning's and this week's events. Jim Lang, my boss and our presenter today, predicted that legislation designed to accelerate the taxation of inherited IRAs and retirement plans was coming more than five years before the passage of the SECURE Act enshrined it as the law of the land. By the time I joined the team here, almost four years ago to the day, some of the other experts in the field of retirement planning had dubbed Jim the boy who cried wolf, or rather the boy who cried the death of the stretch IRA. But Jim and the other seasoned CPAs on our team had the foresight that almost no other experts did. They understood that the end of preferential tax treatment of inherited IRAs and retirement plans wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. So instead of twiddling their thumbs and waiting to find out when it would happen, they hit the ground running. Jim and our team of talented CPAs use their expertise to develop practical strategic solutions that our clients and other retirement plan owners would be able to use to defend their wealth and their financial legacies against the inevitable. And thanks to that combination of expertise and foresight, Jim and our team of tax, estate, and financial planning professionals have already helped hundreds of our clients implement those strategies as part of their holistic financial master plans. And now, Jim has taken those cutting-edge techniques and strategies for IRA and retirement plan owners, developed additional content addressing the unique aspects of financial planning for university faculty members, and crafted the advanced reader copy of his groundbreaking new book, Retire Secure for Professors. A print copy of the book is one of the bonuses for attending this workshop, and you'll get a closer look at a number of the strategies from the book in today's sessions. For those of you who aren't familiar with Jim's credentials, perhaps today is the first virtual event of ours that you've attended. I want to assure you that Jim is an excellent resource for great information and cutting edge strategies and estate planning for professors. Jim comes from a family of academics. His mother and brother were professors. But even more importantly, our firm has 632 university faculty clients. And Jim has spent decades developing and implementing specialized financial and estate planning strategies for those academic clients. As no less a luminary than Burton Malkiel, author of the perennially best-selling book, A Random Walk Down Wall Street, and Princeton University Professor Emeritus of Economics, noted in his recent foreword for Retire Secure for Professors, there is no one better than Jim Lang to provide outstanding retirement and tax advice for academics. Jim has practical experience. He and our legal team have drafted close to 3,000 wills and trusts. Our accounting firm prepares 760 tax returns every year. And in conjunction with our money management partners, our RIA oversees over 900 million in assets under management. He's a nationally recognized IRA, Roth IRA, and 401k expert whose tax and estate planning strategies have been featured in the Wall Street Journal 36 times. And he's been quoted in Newsweek, Forbes, Reader's Digest, Bottom Line, and Kiplinger's. 
He's a paid contributor for Forbes.com and his peer-reviewed articles have appeared in Trusts and States Magazine, Financial Planning, The Tax Advisor, and the Journal of Retirement Planning. Jim is the author of eight best-selling books, including Retire Secure, which was endorsed by a number of financial luminaries from Larry King and Charles Schwab to Roger Ibbotson and Ed Slott. As a member of the marketing team here at Lying, I've had the opportunity to get a unique behind-the-scenes view of just how much Jim cares about presenting great information in these virtual events. And this particular content-heavy event is full of tax-savvy strategies that you're going to benefit from and be able to apply whether you decide to work with us or not. So without further ado, please welcome Jim Lang. Thank you, Erica. So I was bicycling with some friends and the trail took us to a darkened tunnel in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And I didn't see a pothole coming and I came down hard and I couldn't get up. I had to be rushed to the local hospital they did x-rays and I got the bad news. I had a broken hip. The good news was they happened to have a surgeon on call. So there I was lying in a, a Johnstown hospital in pain, but the good news is they could do the operation that they recommended uh, practically immediately. And I thought about it, this is an important operation do I really want a general surgeon who just happened to be on call in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, or do I want a specialist, somebody who specializes in not just hip operations, but hip trauma operations? And I was able to locate a hip trauma specialist in Pittsburgh. So I asked the people in Johnstown, if I don't get the operation today, but if I get it tomorrow, Will it make any difference in my long-term recovery? They said I would have an unpleasant night, but they thought that that would be uh, a safe alternative. So I was transported to Pittsburgh and I had the operation the next day. After the operation, I put together a team of experts. I hired a nutritionist specifically uh, to help with the recovery. I had an acupuncturist, I had a physical therapist, and I put, and I used this team, followed their advice. And when I went to the surgeon for my checkup, he said, even though I was in my 50s at the time, he said it was the fastest recovery he had ever seen. So why do I tell you this story? And the reason is, is sometimes it makes sense when you have a specialized pro pro problem, and I'm specifically talking about a significant retirement plan, uh, most likely in TIA CREF, uh, Vanguard, IRAs, or some other vehicle, rather than going to a generalist, to go to a specialist. And you're going to get some specialized information today. And particularly if you are someone who um, is either working or a retired university faculty member, and you have substantial, maybe even the majority of your wealth in TIAA, CREF, IRAs, 403B, 401K, uh, et cetera, uh, this is gonna be the right webinar for you and you're in the right place at the right time. And in addition, we have some wonderful bonuses that we will be announcing at the end. So what do people really want? So what if there was a magic wand and you can just wave it? Um, wouldn't it be nice if you had a plan for your TIAA, your IRAs, your other retirement plans, and the plan included 
not only what was going to happen while you were alive, but actually an estate plan to maximize the value of these assets for your family. And what if you could have completed wills, trusts, IRA and TIA beneficiary designations, and your entire retirement and estate plan optimized? Uh, and this doesn't have to take five years. It could potentially take, uh, let's say, three to six months from now, knowing that you will have planned well for yourself and your family. Of course, there is no magic wand, but maybe you can get those wishes anyway. So what we're going to talk about and what you're going to discover during this webinar this morning is we're going to talk about some the most important principle to cutting taxes. Um, and I've never heard, other than me, I've never heard it expressed this way. We're going to talk about the best order of retirement plan contributions and the best way to save while you are still working. We're also going to take the best order after you are retired. Which dollars should you spend first? We're also going to talk about what I consider, many people consider, uh, one of the great mysteries of life, which is how to get your money out of TIAA. And by this, I mean traditional TIAA, not just generalized uh, TIAA and CREF, et cetera, but how to get your money out of TIAA after you retire. And I will tell you that our approach is significantly different than the, virtually all the retirement um, financial advisors that I know that are giving advice in this area. We're going to talk a little bit about the SECURE Act which is very important because it relates to your IRA and your retirement plan after you die. We're gonna talk about that more extensively tomorrow when we cover what I'll call the dying part. This, is, this session is more what I would call the living part. Um, on the other hand, in the reality, it's really kind of a, a continuum. But we are gonna talk about the SECURE Act and um, what are the implications for it. Um, we're not going to talk about Roth IRAs, and for people who know me, it's very hard for me not to talk about Roth IRAs this session. And the reason is, is at 1 o'clock Eastern, we're going to have a session dedicated to Roth IRA conversions, and I highly recommend that you attend that session because that's going to be one of the keys to preserving wealth for yourself and your family. But we're not going to double dip so we're really not going to cover it this session. Uh, if, assuming we have time, we're going to talk about some gifts, gifting, and we're going to talk about um, combining uh, a number of strategies because, frankly, that is almost always our recommendation. There is, I can't think of one time that we, that we said there's just one recommendation that we have for you. That's all you need to do. Almost inevitably, it's going to be a combination of recommendations. So we're going to show uh, an example or two of the benefits of combining different solutions. Um, I do want this to be interactive. I love taking questions. Uh, it's the favorite part, my favorite part of these webinars. Um, we unfortunately, we're not going to be able to hear your voice because of the technology involved, but uh, there should be a, uh, a, a little section uh, in the chat where you can enter your questions. Um, Erica will gather them. It might be that she will combine two questions. It might be that she will, if several people have the same or similar questions, she will ask that, but I do want to have uh, a chance to, to um, answer questions. 
On the other hand, frankly, we do have a lot of material to cover. I always err on probably covering too much rather than too little. All right, so let's get right into it. I promised the most important tax principle for IRA and retirement plan owners. And I have been saying this for more than 20 years. And the, call it the foundation, the bedrock principle, subject to exception, but here it is. Don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, except for the Roth IRA and Roth IRA conversions. I'll say that again. Don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, except for Roth IRAs and Roth IRA conversions. This bedrock principle will apply in the accumulation stage, that is while you are working and you're putting money into your retirement plans. It applies in the distribution stage after you are retired and you are withdrawing money from your portfolio, withdrawing money from your retirement plan in order to meet your living expenses. And this principle even applies after you are gone. We want your heirs to pay taxes later, except for the Roth IRA and Roth IRA conversions. So how does that translate into specific strategies? Um, and, and by the way, um, this might be a good time to, to take a couple notes because this is, this is very actionable information. And we'll talk about the exceptions, but this is the best order uh, for accumulating money for your retirement. So the first rule, which I would hope would be obvious, is to take advantage of any employer match. So if your university has some type of matching plan, you should always take advantage of it, even if it's not 100%, even if it's, you know, you put in a dollar, they put in 50 cents, or what, whatever it might be. At the University of Pittsburgh, and I uh, live in practice, now my practice is national. Um, before the pandemic, it was more local. And we had a lot of our clients from the University of Pittsburgh, where after a three-year waiting period, if you contributed 8% of your retirement plan, um, the university would put in 12%. So if you think about that, that's a 150% return on your investment in minute one. And then that money grew income tax deferred. I'm not talking about the Roth, I'm talking about the traditional, uh, all the way until you withdraw that money. So you had all those years of tax deferral. The second one might sound like a little bit of a surprise, but it is, I believe, the second best way to uh, save for retirement, and that is to contribute to a health savings account. A health savings account is wonderful, and it's even better than an unmatched Roth IRA. It's even better than an unmatched retirement plan contribution, because with a health savings account, you actually get a tax deduction for the contribution that you're making. In addition, instead of growing tax deferred, like a regular retirement account, assuming that you eventually withdraw that money for a qualifying medical expense, that money will grow income tax free. So it's better than a Roth because you get a tax deduction up front. It's better than a traditional retirement plan because it grows income tax free. So first take advantage of the match, Second, take advantage of the health savings account. And it's really hard for me to believe that you're going to overfund that account. To, I've never seen that happen in, in practice. Um, usually, especially if you do what we recommend, which is 
hold off and spend other monies first, uh, the health savings account will grow and grow, uh, but you are inevitably going to have some health costs as you get older. Then take advantage of the Roth IRAs and Roth 403Bs. Um, if you're in private industry or some other type of uh, retirement plan like a Roth 401k, because that money is going to grow income tax-free. You don't get a tax deduction for it, but it's going to grow income tax-free for the rest of your life. There's no minimum required distributions upon your death. If you leave it to your spouse, there's, it grows income tax-free for the, uh, your spouse's life. Um, and I should say minor qualification, the Roth IRA grows has no minimum required distribution. The Roth 403B does have a minimum required distribution. But anyway, Roths are wonderful to contribute to. After that, uh, contribute to a traditional retirement plan, a 403B, an IRA, again, SEP, KEO, 401k, et cetera. What all these plans have in common is that you get a tax deduction for the contribution the money grows income tax deferred. That is, you don't um, have to pay any taxes on the growth of the money until you take that money out. Then there are non-deductible non IRAs. Uh, there is something called a backdoor Roth IRA contribution. Um, we're not going to get into that because probably there will be legislation this year that is going to retroactively not allow that. So we're not going to cover that. Um, and then saving money in a plate old uh, after-tax brokerage account. Um, there are some exceptions. Uh, one of the exceptions, for example, and it's based on tax bracket, uh, current and future. So let's say for discussion's sake, you're 65 years old, you're making, you're in a high tax bracket and your plan is to retire in the near future when you will be in a low tax bracket because you won't have wages, you won't have minimum required distribution uh, from your retirement plan. If you follow some of our other advice, you're gonna be holding off on your social security. That is a better time to uh, withdraw money from your IRA or even make Roth IRA conversions. So in that case, you might use the traditional retirement plan instead of a Roth IRA. On the other hand, that is the exception, not the rule. Now, when your employer puts in a contribution, whether it's a matching situation like the University of Pittsburgh, or they put in a certain amount, regardless of whether you put money in or not, as in uh, Carnegie Mellon University uh, contributes to a retirement plan. Again, it's a non-matching plan. But in either case, the employer's contribution will be to a traditional retirement plan meaning you get a tax deduction or looked at another way, you don't pay taxes on that money going into the plan, the money goes tax deferred, that is you're not paying taxes on the growth, the capital gains, the dividends, et cetera, until you actually withdraw that money, um, perhaps and usually after you are retired and uh, perhaps after you are required to take distributions when you are 72. Now for your share, not the employer's share, but for your share, you typically have a choice between doing a traditional retirement plan, again, most likely a 403B or a 401A um, or IRA 
Um, or you could go the Roth route, a Roth 403B, a Roth 401A, a Roth IRA. Usually the choice, and again, going back to our rule, I'm going to prefer that you do a Roth contribution. All right, so what are some of the numbers and why am I saying this? So let's say for discussion's sake, and this is actually a true story, I had a client and um, she was putting in up to what the university would match, which was great, but she had additional money that she could contribute. And she said, gee, does it really make any difference because I kind of like some of the investments that are not offered in the retirement plan. Well, I'm, I wanna do an apples to apples comparison. So I said, okay, what if we take the same amount of money and um, <clears throat> we compare saving the money on your own, where in effect you're earning the money, you're paying the taxes, um, you're investing the money, you're paying taxes on the interest and the dividends and the capital gains versus you're putting that same amount of money um, on a pre-tax basis into a retirement plan. And what you could see on this graph is the, uh, the solid line represents your balance if you use a retirement plan. And the serrated line is if you're doing it, let's say, where you're paying the taxes and you're paying taxes on the interest dividends and capital gains every year. So basically, you, in this situation, you have two 30-year-olds that are earning the same amount of money, and one is using their retirement plan at work, one is not. They're spending the same, the interest rate's the same, everything else is the same. One ends up with a couple million dollars towards the end of their career, and the other one, actually towards the end of their life, and the other one is broke. Don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later. But then I said, don't pay taxes now, pay taxes later, except the Roth. So let's compare the Roth with traditional. Now here, I'm gonna start a little bit later. I'm gonna start at age 55, um, partly because the Roth wasn't even around for a lot of people. We only started with the Roth in 1998. But anyway, you'll see that we're still, starting as late as age 55, um, we're still perhaps $100,000 better off in an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But truthfully, it's really not an apples-to-apples, apples, and the difference actually favors a Roth. Just, used to, just to use a round number, let's say that you put $20,000 into a traditional retirement plan, and you get a tax deduction. Let's keep the math simple at 25%. So what you're really doing is you're putting $15,000 into a retirement plan because you're getting either a tax refund or you're not paying taxes on the $20,000 that you are contributing. With a Roth, you, you, know, you don't get a deduction. So in effect, you're actually contributing a full $20,000. So if I included that, which isn't really apples to apples, then we would get a much greater benefit of doing the Roth, but I did promise uh, not a lot on Roth this morning, but um, more in the afternoon. Actually, a whole dedicated session at one o'clock for Roth in the IR in the afternoon.